0: It's an amazing place. As uh, Jack said, it was just awesome. It's really touching. It's lifting. Uh, just so, so timely. Um, what other place would you be on the first day of the year? You know, you have a, a perfect opportunity, a chance to make an impact. Tomorrow when you go back to work. But if you're resting, like some of us, go to work on Monday, the first question people are going to ask, what did you do over the weekend or what did you do on your New Year's Day? That's what they will ask. Go prepared to make an impact and say confidently, I was at a church, you know, and, and add things to it. Add things to it that I'm going to teach you today. Don't just say, I went to church. If you want to make an impact, I went to church. It was so awesome. I'm ready to start a new year with something new. You can join me if you want. Let's do something. That's what the influencers do. That's what the leaders do. That's what fathers do. That's what brothers and sisters do. In any event, good morning and happy new year. This is a very special moment. It's a special moment because... I said, no, it's the first year right? people want to be somewhere else, hang out, or some people want to sleep in because I know some of us stayed late into counting down. I did the same thing. You know, some of the young people yesterday, we have gathered together here. I think they played basketball in the afternoon and they had a dinner and they stayed here until midnight and I was really getting tired. They they spend and, and spending at midnight doing the countdown. By the way, the, the countdown wasn't that great. I thought it was really spectacular. But, you know, same, um, what is it, Madison Garden in uh, Times Square, and, you know, thousands and thousands of people gather. You uh, know, they, they said they've been waiting there for hours. No, no, hours. We're talking about four to eight hours. They want that spot. So I was asking some of the people who've been there, like, You've been there for how long? Well, we've been there for four to six hours because you want to keep the spot. If you move out, you can't get back in there because it's really jammed in there. Why do you go to the bathroom? You don't. <laughs> no, really. How do you go to the bathroom? No, we come prepared. How do you do that with some canister? No, 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 no. We don't drink. We do nothing for prior to that. What if it's so cold? Don't you want coffee and a hot chocolate? If you drink hot chocolate and coffee, then we got to go to the bathroom. So, therefore, I'm going to lose my spot. So, we don't do any of that. Just how boring is that? A, you know, i got to enjoy this hot food. Things like, we can We want to keep the spot. Take your extra mile to just to be able to do the countdown. And I'm so glad you went the extra mile to join us together as a church To begin the first day with the Lord. And for that reason, why you are here. Because we want to dedicate this very special hour to God. And dedicate this very first day of the year to God. By what? Committing to Him. By simply honoring Him that He is, yes, way maker. Miracle worker promise keeper, light of the world, light of in the darkness. My God, that is who he is. That's why we are here. My memory isn't too bad. Heard this song for the first time. We're here because we want to recognize that God is in control. Whatever situation you're in right now, God is in control. And if you give it to him, he's going to take it over. That's why you're here so, whatever trouble, whatever struggle, whatever great things that you have, or whatever challenge you're going through, today you are going to live it on the cross. So, let God take the control. To some, this year might be the year to really find refuge in Him. To others, this year might be the year to really commit to Him. To some, this year might be the year it's either make it or. Break it. I know some of us are challenged. I got to make it. If I don't, it's going to break. But if you let God control, we'll make sure that God is going to bring you back and to make it happen. And to others this year, it's really here to surrender and submit to him. You know, that's so hard. Surrendering and committing and submitting to God is so hard. It's not about surrendering uh, in terms of physically coming to all the church activities. No. Surrendering is not about acquiring all the knowledges of the Bible. No. Surrendering is transforming our lives. Surrendering is that others begin to see there's change in you. If God is not, cannot make a change in you, that we're not really truly surrendering to God. You can drink all wonderful drinks and drink all the goodness and all the honeys of the Bible, the words. You can't transform. You can't. So the others can recognize it means it's meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless. That's what makes us into trouble. And that's why you're here. You know, during the Christmas season, we were all hunting for gifts and, and bargains, right? right? Well, I got to buy so many gifts. I have limited resources. I got to go and look for bargains, specials. And a lot of people went and bought Christmas gifts in Thanksgiving time, the Black Friday. I did them once or twice. It was a lot of fun. I never th- thought I would like it. That's what we did in Christmas time. You know what people do during this time of the year? Do you know what you do? We look for, what do we look for? We look for predictions. How the prediction is going to benefit us. So let's look at some of those predictions. The Wall Street says, well, as you know, last year, 2019, the stock market was awesome. Wall Street says, well, stock market 2020 will be so, so year, But the economy is going to be good. It says that interest rate will continue to fall. Sustainability-wise, we're going to be using less plastic materials, less straws, less plastic forks, spoons, and less plastic bags. It's going to come. You're going to show up one day and grocery store, they're not going to give you plastic bags no more. Food-wise, Whole Food says there's going to be less desire for soy-based food, but more mung beans. I had to look it up what the mung beans are. That's a bean sprouts. I love bean sprouts. It's not enough out there. In Korean, it's kongnamul. Kongnamul. <laughs> That's gonna be gonna be all over the place, and the m- restaurants are gonna start using bean sprouts, adding to the salads and things like that. Found it to be interesting. Oh, meatless meat is in. You know the impossible hamburger? They are gonna be in. Uh, burger King uh, adapted uh, the impossible burger, and I went to a restaurant r- recently. They are selling in a sit-down restaurant, star four restaurant. They are providing. Impossible burgers. It's going to be everywhere. Color-wise, they said yellow, mint, and forest green will be in to make things more bright and sunny. Fashion-wise, jumpsuits are going to be in. You know what that is? It's one piece. The top and the bottom is the same piece. I don't know when. I, I remember seeing that many years ago, but it's coming back. Jumpsuits are coming back in. Home design-wise, but the formal living room and the dining rooms will be of extinct. No more dining rooms or no more living rooms because people want open floor plan and a functional spaces to the point where Julianne has look, been looking for an uh, uh, apartment in New York. it has got a little tiny, dinky little place but it's open floor. (laughs) Everything is exposed. There's no formal dining. There's no formal living room. It was like everything is in one place. They call it studio, but that's the the idea. Name-wise, David, Timothy, John, Peter, Susan, you're not going to see that anymore. (laughs) Not that often. There's new names like, I can't even say, Aurelia which is a derivative of uh, Amelia and Emily, Rowan, Ren, Jasper, Caspian will be in. You will see the hospitals when the new babies are born. You see names like this being named to the children. Church-wise, people are not drawn to denominations. People are not drawn to mega churches no more. But the believers will continue to plant churches, Because they want small, they want intimacy, they want the relationship. Mobile phones, mobile devices will be in. You will see mobile devices all over the church from this point on. It will be accepted. I'm not so sure. I'm still old. School. I just feel that you need to have a Bible, all right? So you can open up, you can see that you're actually reading a Bible. So sometimes you don't know when people got the... Uh, mobile phone on whether they're watching uh, uh, something or text messaging or they're actually reading Bible. I'm not so sure. We question it, but it's the way of life. Mobile devices are in in the church, sharing offices to, in order to be functional. Instead of giving one office to every pastor, every staff, it's going to be shared offices going to be around. Something that's also interesting in the church. More churches are going to have a global network as we, the Americans, are no longer the leaders of trendsetters of Christianity, Christianity outreach. How sad is that? Because we're not as progressive as we used to be in terms of reaching out, making impact. We need to join the hips with other networks globally for us to do what Christ had asked us to do. You got some good tip from the service today. So you can go back and then do something with it. But I know you did not come for this. This is just a bonus. Small little tiny bonus. But the word's the meat. Not one of those things, meatless meat, but real meat. What well, is the meat? At this hour, we need to focus on different predictions. The top ten predictions. That's going to be real in your life. This is going to be transforming uh, predictions. And that is the reason why you are here. Ten predictions. And we are to remind you of those predictions. What are those ten predictions that's going to impact your life? Number one, the Bible will still have all the answers. You think you have uh, uh, answers from the worldly predictions? Oh, it, I'm in a fashion industry. What are those predictions? Oh, the yellow is in. No more gold, but more yellow. The not just the regular green. It's a forest green. The deep forest green is in. So I'm going to start designing my dresses and clothing with using those colors. That's not the answer for life. Potentially, that might be answer for for livelihood. But in godly sense, the Bible still has all the answers. You could still make things out of different colors. But if God is with it, you can make it all. Second prediction is this. Prayer still works. Prayer still works. If you believe these things, you got to me, the prayer still works. The whole earth, Holy Spirit will still move in the midst. Holy Spirit still moves in the midst. It's here. It's not some other universe. Four, God will still inhabit the praises of his people. Did you just experience a praise to him, that, that the half an hour praise? That's where God is. God will dwell when we sing of Him, when we worship Him truly, when we cry out to Him. Five, there will still be God anointed preaching. A lot of people are departing from the church because they don't see that still anointing preachings. Six, there will still be singing of a praises up to God. It will still be there, not just. Those who are anointed, not just those who are praised himself, that we sing. Bible says, make music. Not only just with lyrics of uh, songs or melodies, make music with your life. Seven, God will still pour out blessings upon his people. You need to believe this. Eight, there will still be room. At the cross, there's lots of room at the cross for you to go and take your burdens and leave it there. There's still room. Number nine, Jesus still loves you. Still loves you. Ten, Jesus will continue to save the lost. Sometimes we are lost. Yes, we have the salvation, but sometimes we're lost. Mentally, we're lost. Sometimes spiritually, we're lost. Sometimes physically, we're lost. God will continue to save the lost. Now, I call it predictions. Biblically, you know what that means? That means it's a promise of God. There's a huge difference between a prediction and the promise. Prediction is just, it could happen. It may be so. Promise, it's real. When you trust somebody, you believe in their promise and you're more born. Jesus promised all these things to us. If we can just believe in it, believe in all of this and carry our lives, things will change. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 says this. As we believe in those promises, Jesus is warning that be careful. Be very careful in how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord will And God also said in Isaiah 42, verse 20, You have seen many things, but have paid no attention. Your ears are open, but you hear nothing. God gave us this prediction, which is prophecy which is promise. And we have heard it. But we don't hear it. When we tell them, meatless meat is in, we hear it, we accept it. When we say the yellow is in, fourth grade is in, we accept it, we act on it. Those worldly predictions, most of us tend to accept and move on. But when we Look at the prophecy, the prediction, the the the, uh, the the promise. We tend to hear it, but we do not really hear it. Bible says our ears are open, but we don't hear it. What God desires us at this hour is for us to really, really confess. There's. Nothing more that would please God on our first day. In fact, every day, continue to confess to God so that we could be new again. Isaiah 53, 6 says, we all, like a sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. This is a confession that we need to make every time we sit before God in prayers. God, I tried to do my best, but something got in the way. I've gone astray. I turned to my own ways. Help me. I confess. So let this hour be the hour, the time of confession. And when we do that, our God, who is kind, generous, who has lots and lots of compassion, he promised that he'll bring us back. Isaiah 54, verse 7, is so powerful. God says, For a brief moment I abandoned you. But with a deep compassion I'll bring you back. I pray that. Beginning this morning, that you sense that powerful promise, that prediction of prophecy, the promise by God that he is going to bring you back. He will bring you back as soon as we commit to him, continue to commit to him, continue to confess. What do we need to bring it back? To some, it's health issue. Yeah, you can continue to pray for his touch of healing. To some, it's relationship. Ask that God to bring about that divine intervention. To some, it's uh, financial uh, issues. I know it's real. I know it's hard. God says, for a moment, I didn't kind of didn't do anything for you. I want you to wait. When God says for a moment I abandon you, doesn't mean he's like has forgotten about you. During that period of time God wants you to grow. God wants you to reflect. God wants you to confess. God wants you to honor him more and more. That's the time when he is letting you go to just do that. When you do with a deep compassion I will bring you back. You know, this Bible verse kept me alive during my hospitalization. I was so distraught facing this life and death situation. In six months, I really, really felt that God abandoned me. I was only in like late 20s or early 30, 31, 32, that I would be in that position. Young guy, healthy, or well, except the heart. And, and to feel trapped in that place, like a prisoner. I really felt I was abandoned, that a God must have abandoned me. But as I was reading this, with a deep compassion, I will bring you back. This get me going. It wasn't something statically, okay, he's going to bring me back. I'm just going to lay down here. No, no. It was time of deep compassion, deep compassion that I wanted to receive. It's time for me to have a a deep confession, deep recommitment to him. Verse 8, in a surge of anger, you know, sometimes when we do something that is not in line with God, God is emotional God too, you know. He says, in a surge of anger, you did that what? I'm going to put a little break on you. In a surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment, meaning I'm going to wait. But with everlasting kindness, that's who God is. God is love. God is peace. I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. That's not just a prediction, that's a promise. Promise is far, far more powerful than simply a prediction. What a powerful promise. Telling us that he'll bring us back. That he will continue to shower in due time with everlasting kindness and compassion. God's desire at this hour is to have for us to have hope in his promises so how is God asking us to start new year nothing will please God more than us finding refuge in him like a little child running to mommy crying for comfort if you can just say to God God I know it's all about me at least I used to think but this year this year is not going to be about me. This year is going to be all about you. I give it all up to you for you to shape it, for you to feel it. That's when God will have that compassion and begin to bring us back. We can physically run into him like a little child would but we can run into him in prayers